Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus, where we discuss marital and family relationships. I'm your host, Gary Moore. This week, we're going to start looking at three crucial steps to mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places. Matthew 19.19 says, Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we've all heard that quoted, and we agree with the sentiment. But we also know that this is much harder than just saying it. Well, according to the parrots, the first crucial step in mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places is setting aside your own agenda temporarily. Have you ever heard of the pregnancy simulator? It lets a soon-to-be father know what his wife is going through as she carries their baby. Through the use of a rib belt and strategic positioning of various weighted components, the garment enables him to experience many of the common symptoms and effects of pregnancy, including weight gain, fetal kicking, shallow breathing, and so on. The effect on husbands is remarkable. They show greater patience and understanding of their wife's pregnancy experience. While wearing the simulator, they can't help but go outside themselves and see the experience differently. There are also things called empathy suits that are designed to help medical personnel better understand the plight of their obese patients. The suit effectively blimps out small, low-fat people. Its sheer heft and bulk is intended to give the medical personnel a new, deepened understanding of the workaday world of the obese. Does it work? Sure does. One person said, Having worn the suit makes me feel more respectful, more aware of their feelings. She went on to say, I literally forgot about myself and became another person. Well, that's the power of walking in another's shoes, and it happens only when you set aside your own agenda. American existential psychologist Rollo May said, Man's capacity to experience himself as both subject and object at the same time is necessary for gratifying living. Well, before we enter our partner's experience, we have to first go outside our own, and that's not our normal focus. Going outside ourselves often grates on our own very nature. Why? Because most of the time we wander around this planet wishing people were more like us. If my boss would just see things from my angle, he'd want to promote me. If people on this freeway would drive more like me, it would be so much easier. And if this person I'm married to would just do things the way I want them done, we'd have a great marriage. Of course, we don't normally articulate such self-centered thoughts, but much of the time, that's what's going on at some level in our minds. As children, we learn to see the world from only our point of view, and this basic inclination stays with us as we age. As adults, we become puzzled that another person doesn't see, hear, or understand the way we do. Remember the music tapping study at Stanford that we talked about a few broadcasts back? That's a perfect illustration of this fact. We don't understand why the listener can't decipher our taps to pick up on the tune we have in our head. Well, before we move on further, I want to make sure that you don't feel that you have to bury your own needs and forget about them. Mutual empathy and understanding doesn't ask you to go without getting your needs met. 
Trading places does not mean your agenda will always take a back seat. Once you experience mutual understanding and mutual empathy, you'll soon see how your own needs are getting met like never before. Why? Because when your spouse feels validated and understood, he or she feels compelled to do the same for you. That's what sends a couple's marital satisfaction through the roof. The person who is unwilling to set aside his own agenda is like a person who is wearing mirrored sunglasses with the lenses flipped around. As he looks out at the world, all he can see is a reflection of his own needs and desires. It's a psychological phenomenon called egocentrism. This is where people have a difficult time detaching themselves from their own perspectives. And it can take on several forms. See if you can identify with any of these three. Egocentric memory is our tendency to forget evidence and information which does not support our thinking. Instead, we remember evidence and information which supports our point of view. Egocentric infallibility is our tendency to think that our beliefs are true because we believe them. After all, we wouldn't hold a position that isn't right. We say to ourselves, so, so the position we are currently holding has to be right. Egocentric righteousness is the tendency to feel superior in light of our confidence that we are in possession of the truth. All of these forms have one thing in common. None of them allow for a listening ear. They're only concerned about pushing their own perspective. They shut down any possibility of listening intently. In other words, they prevent you from going outside your own agenda. Identify with any of these? Wouldn't it be helpful to have a mutual understanding slash empathy suit for your marriage? Can you imagine slipping on a garment that would ensure you'd temporarily set aside your own agenda and listen intently as you more accurately understand your spouse's thoughts, feelings, and actions? Think about that. In a sense, you can put on an empathy suit. Both of you can slip into your partner's world routinely. All you have to do is learn the secrets to setting your own personal agenda aside temporarily. Let's take some time to look at what the parrots say are the five secrets to setting aside your own personal agenda. Well, secret number one is know your own agenda. By definition, to set aside your agenda temporarily, you have to know what your agenda is. Well, remember last week's broadcast? Self-awareness is a prerequisite to mutual understanding and empathy. Your agenda is nothing more than your set of immediate goals. That includes what you want to do, what you want to feel, and what you want to talk about. Your personal agenda is continually updated and revised, and it's a powerful force. However, sometimes your agenda remains unspoken. Sometimes nobody knows what it is but you. On the other hand, your agenda is often straightforward and out in the open. It may be an intensely emotional message you want to get across. It's not disguised or cloaked in mystery at all. You, for example, may want your spouse to know you're angry. You may want your spouse to know that you won't stand for being belittled in front of your friends. And what happened earlier in the evening is something you don't want ever to happen again. In fact, you want your spouse to pay a price for having embarrassed you. So what do you do? You raise your voice, you pace around the room, you point your finger, and you induce guilt. Or maybe you clam up and retreat to another part of the house in an attempt to get your message through and punish your partner. The point is, 
You will do whatever you can to accomplish your agenda. And the last thing you want to do when your agenda is red hot is to set it aside. In fact, in such a situation, it's almost impossible to do so. Well, your agenda doesn't have to be an intense and emotional message you want to get across. Wherever your personal agenda item falls on the continuum from hot to cold, you'll have to know what it is in order to set it aside. So stand back so you can objectively acknowledge your agenda. Secret number two, practice priming. I think this secret is very interesting. Uh, Did you know that you can orient your psychological circuits for connection? Scientists call it priming. Simply thinking of an action prepares the mind to perform it. If you think about how you will greet a person you're meeting for lunch, if you give a moment's thought to them and what their life is about, your initial greeting as well as your conversation will be warmer. You'll feel more connected and in tune. Well, how about applying this same principle to your marriage? You can prime yourself for seeing your partner's perspective. If you give a moment's thought to setting aside your own agenda when you see your spouse at the end of the day, you'll probably do so with ease. Think this through with me. Picture yourself, you pull into your garage, and if you take just 10 seconds to consider what your spouse has been doing and how they may be feeling, you'll make a connection that is not all about you. Compare that to the mindset that results from arriving home after a day of work and thinking you need to call a friend, uh, catch up on your email and Facebook, or, or maybe just kick your shoes off and enjoy something cold to drink. Of course, there's nothing wrong with these thoughts, but they do precious little to prime you for considering anyone else's agenda but your own. Does this make sense? Priming can seem so insignificant, so elementary, that its profoundness can be lost. The best way to realize its power, of course, is to try it. Prime your mind before you connect with your spouse. Take just a few seconds to consider what your spouse's experience is like. One of the ways to put priming into practice is by asking a simple question. How would I be feeling and what would I be thinking if I were in my partner's shoes? That's literally all it takes to trigger priming. And don't think you can only prime yourself for empathy and mutual understanding upon meeting at the end of your workday. You can ask yourself this question at any time, even if you're already together. Ask the question to yourself while you're having dinner, while you're watching television, or even while you're getting ready for bed. Priming works at any time and any place. Remember, thinking of an action always prepares the mind to perform it. Well, our time's getting away from us, and it's just about run out for today's program. I hope you've enjoyed our time together and that you've been challenged. Remember, successful marriage relationships take work. They take intentionality. And that work includes mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places. Well, thanks for being with us today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I sure have. Have a great weekend. Find yourself worshiping in a great Bible-believing church here in the Treasure Valley. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, 
go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.